A very warm welcome to the Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Our today's guest is Saurabh Gupta. Saurabh is the co-founder of Codex, Culture of Data Experience. With more than 15 years of experience in data and analytics, Saurabh has served various leadership positions at Oracle, GE, and Michelin. An alumnus of Harvard Business School and Bits Pilani, Saurabh is a published author of three technical books and the winner of Next 100 CIO 2018 award. So, Saurabh, welcome again. Please tell us something about your family and then educational background. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Sneha, for uh, this warm welcome. Uh, I come from the capital city of uh, Uttar Pradesh, which is Lucknow. And uh, uh, my father used to work for uh, BHNL and my mom was a housewife. As a youngest member in the family, I always had someone on my side as a protector. I had two elder sisters. Uh, about my educational background, uh, I completed my initial schooling from Lucknow and uh, post that I started off my engineering at Kanpur University in electronics and communication. Now after that, you know, I started off my professional journey. Uh, in between, I was doing some uh, amateur jobs at uh, during my education. But post that, I when I started off my job, I learned a lot about this industry, about uh, the professional ethics, about uh, you know data and analytics. That's what Nokote uh, is. But later, I decided to pursue masters from Bits Pilani, and I specialized in data and analytics uh, from Bits Pilani. And then, when I was growing up in my career, I found uh, there's a there's a huge there's a need of uh, understanding the business aspects of what I do day in day out and that's where I opted to go for the executive program with Harvard Business School okay so uh, that's about you know my educational background and I think uh, more than the education it's a continuous learning that takes you through uh, every day yeah okay so how are you in studies were you always a brilliant kid and Like, tell me the journey from schooling days to your masters. Well, uh, in my school days, uh, I was, I was fairly good. I was serious about my studies. I wouldn't say I was the topper all the time, but uh, I did my best in whatever way I can. Okay. And uh, I was serious in my studies. I had, uh, you know, sometimes here and there, then yes, things do deviate from the normal tracks. But uh, overall, I would say I was quite well in my studies. In my college, uh, since I was out of my house, out of my home, so yes, uh, uh, the graphs are quite shaky. But overall, I would say I was again a very laborious child in my college as well. Okay. Now, bits planning when I did my masters, since it was along with my on-job commitments. So I had to put extra effort to focus on the subjects, and especially bits planning makes sure that you get a similar set of experience when you are undergoing the exams and everything. So uh, the the subjective exams were quite uh, were very very hard to get through, and uh, I think I did fairly well in those exams as well. Okay, how did you land in your first job? <laughs> okay. So uh, my first job, uh, which is uh, for which I count it as uh, you know off-track experience. So I started off my career as a psychologist. 
Okay. And uh, little funny story, but uh, I I was an you know I'm an I was an aspirant of Indian Defence Forces, and uh, by the time I was getting through the selection board, my interest took me through to the psychology, and I started running psychology classes uh, along with my mentors. Oh. And uh, that was my first job. I used to take a batch of 35 to 40 other ranks uh, soldiers in the Indian Army. and i was teaching them uh, you know the art of communication some of the psychological inferences of how we speak how we land how we pitch and uh, i did this for two years before i sort of figured out uh, that's uh, uh, this is of course my passion my interest but mm-hmm. uh, it may not long uh, last so okay. that's when i jumped into the you know the things where the entire herd was moving so I started off uh, with 3A Infotech, and I joined as a data engineer over there. Okay. And uh, and that's 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 the point where I started getting into the data and analytics. That was the very first point I get a got a taste of data that can move beyond the mailboxes and Excel sheets, and that was the starting of my entire professional career. Okay. What was your mindset while pursuing a career into data science? Well, uh, so the data science as a subject, if you see, uh, the concept has been since ages. Okay, uh, right now it is gaining a lot of traction because the input levers, the drivers are pushing this subject area to gain more and more traction. So the data science, when I started off with in the database management systems as such, in my first job, the idea was. Uh, you know the idea was to go into more administrative sort of activities and develop the activities we develop the data products but underlying there was there was a there was an interest and there was a need to analyze all the data that we had okay so we do we used to do this on excel sheets we used to run a lot of exploratory data analysis uh, you know techniques on whatever the data we had and uh, Uh, just on note, we used to work on the general insurance domain. So we used to have a lot of customer data. We used to have a lot of, uh, you know, the transactional data, and that's when we started off with the analysis. Now, this this was something that I was quite happy with because I was already taking some extra steps to put some additional value on the work that I used to do. Okay. And uh, data science was a parallel track, which was. uh for me it was a very very sophisticated track which would require a lot of expert knowledge and mm-hmm. an instructional you know institutional training and uh, classes to go through it so it was for me it was like a barrier okay so i had to literally go and cross one barrier to move from my comfort zone of database knowledge database architecture knowledge to jump onto the data science field so uh and that required preparation of a mindset it wasn't an easy thing but slowly i started off taking some small steps i started off with the data analysis that was the very first step and then went into a theoretical understanding of what the data science looks like and before you know getting into the on job uh, projects for data science and analytics i started off some of my internal projects uh, to you know to get a touch and feel experience of what data science looks like and applying it on you know small data sets participating in some of the online competitions gave me that confidence that just that barrier of uh, from this world to another world can easily be crossed and uh, i think post 
uh, that confidence, I started uh, taking big strides into the field of data science. I started, uh, I enrolled myself into the Bitspilani data science program, which is uh, the master's program. And I think uh, the the professors there uh, ran phenomenally well classes, very structured classes. And it was not like a crash course since it was a two years program. I think that gave me enough uh, ground to understand the core concepts of data science, AI and machine learning. And that was, uh, that's how I prepared my mindset to okay. venture into the field of data science. Okay, okay. Were you always wanting to get into data science or you have developed an interest while exploring your skills? So, uh, I think data science is a natural progression for someone who is uh, actively working into the, into the data space. Okay, so unless until uh, you know, you want to go deep into the IT aspects of database systems and you want to, you know, set up the infrastructure and uh, uh, from local to global infrastructure, cloud infrastructure, things like that. But if someone is very passionate about working with data in the hand, I think data science is a natural progression for them. And that's that's the category where I used to fall in. So uh, uh, this was not an interest, but most of the time I used to work with a lot of data. Most of the time I used to hold at least 20 Excel sheets in my hand. Mm. But over the time, this was to become a very cumbersome job. So, and that's when, you know, you, you, you play smart. You try to play smart that how can you, you know, optimize your work and do more with the same level of bandwidth that we have right now. Okay. So that was the natural progression for me from starting with the databases, getting into the data handling, then the data analysis, and then starting into the data science. Okay. Tell us something about the roles which you played in your past organization like GE and Michelin, and what have you learned there? So, uh, with uh, when I started off my tenure with GE in the year 2016, uh, I started off into the database operations, and uh, this was something which I was already an expert in. But my aspiration was to convert this into from you know database operations to get a role into the data and analytics, and that's when I think the organization offered me full support to pursue my interest and uh, my aspirations and very soon within i think uh, in the initial first year itself i was able to find myself into a, you know a data lake analytics team and uh, that was the time alongside it i was also uh, planning to author my third book on data lake so sort of my you know the on my life projects and my authorship was going hand in hand and whatever I used to learn, I used to jot down into okay. that book. Okay. So uh, that was the role uh, and that's when within G, I also moved from one role to another. I started off as a data engineer, then I moved into the data analytics and I started uh, leading some of the programs, leading some global teams at G. So, uh, and then the same followed a level up at Michelin. At Michelin, I was heading the data and analytics, uh, and my team of data scientists used to work with the, the product teams and the business teams to work on some very classical problems, some very classical applications of uh, data science AI use cases. 
Uh, and then I was also passionate about uh, initiating some research activities. So I carved out a portion of my team which was focusing on just on some uh, you know moonshot type of use cases. I was we were researching on certain topics, and then I believe I think the effort, the commitment which the team showed in that those research activities was phenomenal again, uh, and we took some good success stories at this point too. Okay, and uh, what do you do currently? So right now, uh, I'm uh, building a venture called uh, you know Codex, and okay. Codex stands for Culture of Data Experience. Okay. And uh, so this venture of mine is uh, is you know is collecting or collating all the experience that I have had in the field of data and analytics. We have started off with uh, focusing on one. single problem which is how do we build data driven culture in the organization who are aspiring to you know be analytics driven and uh, execute some of the uh, complicated ai use cases in the system now the challenge is that most of the organizations who are in their transformation journeys uh, uh, it's very difficult for them to make their base strong and make them ready to embrace some of the data and ai technologies This is where the input framework of uh, uh, of data-driven culture comes into picture. That focuses on data strategy, you know, data leadership, data uh, democratization, and the most important, data literacy. So we focus. We work with uh, various organizations across the globe, and uh, we we work with them very closely to facilitate this cultural transformation. and alignment on their data leadership fix their data literacy gaps and democratize data for wider consumption and especially empower the data citizens roles in these organizations okay could you please share a few thoughts on data driven culture sure so uh, i think data driven culture is the need of the hour now why because uh, all this time all these decades we have uh, accumulated lots and lots of uh, large volumes of data right and uh, the one thing that has remained constant in all the organization is is the data we have through multiple sources multiple channels we have collected lot of data now the challenge is if we do not understand how to use this data for our own business uh, advancement then we are only you know accumulating dormant data and uh, purging it off after a certain amount of time okay. so uh, and to embrace to explore and exploit this data we need certain levers we need certain factors to be fixed and to be placed right in the organization right. the very first is the mindset uh, the organization has to accept that data is a strategic asset for them and they can work they can build a lot of business strategies with this data they can attain a competitive advantage in the industry second is uh, awareness which is uh, in the industry term is called data literacy okay. so that data literacy is awareness for all the data personas within the organization who are dealing with data in some or the other way whether do they need uh you know the leadership needs the alignment on the data the business needs the understanding of how to use data for business uh, strategies and third is uh, you know the technical experts who need to uh, keep pace with the technological trends of the industry 
So this is the, about the data literacy or awareness. And third is the right sort of toolkit, which everyone and anyone can use. So, and the fourth one is, of course, that enterprise data strategy within the organization. So these four pillars essentially build a data-driven culture in the organization. End of the day, culture is built by habits, and habits are built by mindset, like buy-in, alignment, and uh, you know, continuously practicing them over the time. And how it helps the organization? It helps by making more factual and data-driven decisions, uh, and the benefits are humongous. Uh, we do not just uh, take the decisions based on gut feeling, experience, or hit and trial, or consensus based. We are more data driven. The organization tend to learn from their past data, facts, and insights, and that's how they plan their future. They become more, uh, you know, futuristic. They become more projective in their decisions. So that's how data driven culture is becoming a very, very uh, you know, uh, debatable or say talk of the town these days when it comes to the industrial trends. Okay. So, Saurabh, according to you, what are the crucial things for a data science professional to reach an expert level? So, uh, the date, as a data science professional, uh, the critical stuff is, uh, you know, the mindset. Okay, the mindset of, uh, of a scientist, I would say. Okay, so uh, if you see, then if you see the industry, then there'll be data science professionals who are more IT driven. When I say IT driven, that means that you already have a model in your hand and you are looking for data that can be fed in and the output can be explained or interpreted, interpreted in a proper way. Then there are a class of data science professionals who have, who come with the thought process of you know, uh, of, of jumping onto a problem and making sure that solution is uh, is not only riding on some fancy models. Okay, the problem, the solution is actually tackling the problem straight away. So many times what I've seen is uh, our data scientists, uh, uh, you know, whether or not the problem requires that particular solution or not, we tend to retrofit a model to a problem. Which is which should not be the case. If you if you see the true sense of data science, that means that how scientifically you are interpreting the data, how you are solving the problem, the models, the algorithms that you have in hand, these are the enablers. These are the channels to reach a problem or reach a solution. So uh, crucial things is crucial things for data science professional. I think number one is the mindset, how to how to expand, how to jot down the problem statement, how to understand it. Number two is uh, how to select the right model, right solution to tackle a problem. And the third is, uh, which is very important, gaining a lot of traction these days, is the ability to translate your solution or say, interpret and explain or communicate your solution to the audience who are not so familiar with the data science concepts. So these are the crucial things uh, which build a holistic image of data scientists which okay. who have uh, gained a lot of success in the industry these days. Okay, great. What advice will you give to professionals who already have a two, three years career as a data scientist recently? What tools should they learn and which concepts should they sharpen? So for data scientists who are in the two to three years of experience, I think uh, this is the 
starting phase so my advice would be that do not restrict yourself to one single thing uh, one single expertise it is good to know something more than others but uh, uh, you know do not restrict yourself in purport to a particular stream uh, the ground is open go and explore yourself there is machine learning there is computer vision there is natural language processing there are lot of uh, upcoming latest cutting edge uh, you know researchers coming in the field of data science and ai explore yourself more and more and uh, the other thing is if you wish to see yourself or evolve yourself as a true data scientist please do not rely on uh, you know the sort of a low code or no code platforms these are built for different set of audience this is not for the core data scientist who are who should understand how to code how to script okay so uh, don't make your life easy with these platforms these are meant for a different persona in the industry for data scientist the tools which i would recommend is first of all uh, r and python which are the scripting languages for any uh, you know for all the data science and ai models so first of all the very important aspect is to have a fair understanding of algorithms and their applications and second the tools are in python and uh, of course nowadays there are a lot many productivity tools in the field of data science uh, anaconda is not a new name it's a very familiar name in the field of data science so these are the tools these are the toolkits which are available for the data scientist to be more productive and competitive in their jobs okay and what excites you to be into data science uh so i think the data science is uh, uh i would say it, it's a it's a very exciting field and just for a reason that uh, it uh, gives that ability to look beyond the data points which are in front of the screen in front of the eyes okay so how to connect the dot how to connect the dots and how to investigate the business processes with the help of data points is what that excites me the most for example there could be a business process of uh, you know we both are talking to each other on a on a on a phone call you would we wouldn't believe that how many data traces digital traces we are generating in the back end right and in future if we want to recollect our conversation through those data points that is that is the true ability or say technical advancements we have done with using these data points right so this is what excites me that if there is a business process or if there is any human process which can be translated through the data points and you can predict and project future based on the data points which are hist- which are historically created i think there's there's nothing better than that because that helps you to be more intelligent that makes you more smarter and that gives you a hint on how in which direction you should be taking your decisions how you should be planning uh, probably saying the business terms your inventory or your logistics your supply chain your finance there could be n number of things that you can plan beforehand before even they occur so that makes you smart the field of data science makes you smart 
that may give you additional intelligence that gives you a lot of hints that gives you a lot of insights about what you should be doing rather than rather than you know what your gut says so this is this is this is phenomenal i mean this is what we really need that how sh- we should be uh, super clear on what we are going to do in future and by the way we are all uh, you know we are all the use cases of data science and ai in our daily lives as well right right if you see if you see our mailboxes gmail uh, you know that the classification between spam and spam your inbox classification everything is an application of data science or so some of the ai models if you take a photo from your mobile phone uh, that's again you have the option of bettering the color resolution that's again an application of ai so i think this is what excites me that although we all are surrounded by so many ai use cases so many ai applications but still we have a lot to do correct what would be your advice to your peer leaders in other organizations so uh my peer leaders uh the author i started of my own venture i think uh, uh, but still i would correlate uh the peer leaders in my in the organizations could be the head of analytics or uh, someone heading the data science and ai and i think my uh my one advice to them would be that uh focus on the problem statements more than the solution if there is a solution which can look simpler but still solves a problem go for it rather than building a complicated and simple type of solutions second is uh, build great teams because if you have a uh, creative and innovative people around you they can beat the problems in a very smarter way rather than giving a you know giving a work around type of a solution data science problems do not need a bandage they need a permanent fix which can be monitored which can be operationalized over time so i think uh, these two would be my top two advices i would add one more which is uh, for the continuous improvement they also need to have a mindset uh, for uh, the you know for going little deep onto the research and development so that they continue to upgrade and uh, keep pace with the industrial trends and if they fail to do so then probably they have to catch up uh, at a much more acceleration or at a much more urgency at a later point of time so it's better that we keep a microscopic and telescopic view uh, to tackle the current problems on the desk as well as as well as keep pace with the industrial trends that will that will help them to uh you know be active and be vigilant with the industrial movements okay okay it's time to wind up this session thank you so much saurabh for sharing your insights to our audience thank you listeners for spending your time here hope you all like it please like share and comment and don't forget to subscribe to a data professional stories a podcast powered by change leaders thank you so much saurabh once again thank you sir thank you change leaders